0: Hello, doctors, I'm your host, Chip Fitchner, the co-founder of Large Practice Sales, and you're listening to Practice Partnership, monetizing your practice. Today, we're going to talk about the pitfalls of trying to do an invisible DSO partnership by yourself. Many doctors today are being contacted by groups across the country eager to become your partner, and they are romancing you and convincing you that you do not need to have a bidding contest among other invisible DSOs. Well, that's a mistake. Well, that's what we advise doctors to understand is why they should have a professional advisor when entering into an invisible DSO partnership. This is a significant part of your net worth, and it's an opportunity to achieve a maximum value with six to 12 qualified bidders. That not only drives up the value of your practice, both short and long term, but more importantly, gives you the opportunity to choose the partner that's the right fit for you. And with that, uh, we'll start with talking to our producer, Gabe. Hey, Chip.
1: So you've talked before about how some of the most painful or regrettable IDSO partnerships are ones where doctors try to go it alone or negotiate the deal on their own behalf. Can you share with our listeners a couple real-world examples that vividly illustrate this point?
0: Well, you know, one of the most interesting things that invisible DSOs are able to accomplish to purchase or partner with practices at lower values is by getting their existing doctors to entice their friends to come join the group with them. And when that happens, oftentimes the doctor is not getting multiple competitive bidders and therefore the values that the doctors are achieving are significantly below what they could get in a properly managed bidding contest. Now, One of the things that uh, your doctor buddy at that Invisible DSO forgets to tell you is the Invisible DSO is going to pay him a referral fee for convincing you to join the group. So beware, there's money involved here. So first example was a great doctor in Georgia He came to us uh, with an $8 million offer in hand from a a quality invisible DSO, and he was looking for advice. Uh, Can you tell me about these guys? What do you know about them? And I said, yeah, doctor, I can tell you they're a great group, but whatever bid you have from them is not enough. He said, you don't even know what the number is. How do you know that? I said, because if you didn't go through a bidding process where a practice like yours would probably have 10 or more qualified bidders to choose from, you're not getting the highest value. So I'll make you a deal. You tell me the number and I will engage my services for you. And if I can't get you more than that number uh, net of our fee, then you can pay me nothing and we'll handle all the uh, agony of getting the transaction closed for you. Do we have a deal? And he said, yep. His offer was $8 million. We had nine qualified bidders. And ultimately, the $8 million bidder went up to $11 million. The doctor achieved a three million dollar higher value after going through a bidding process and so even after paying our fee he was still a couple of million dollars richer with the group he actually wanted to go with that was referred to him by his doctor buddy who also got paid on the transaction so that's a relatively minor one compared to this one a doctor who we had completed evaluation on him about six months previously came to me He said, hey, Chip, I'm just trying to do a checkup call in this group that I think I'm going to partner with. And I'd appreciate it if you'd give me some free advice. And I said, absolutely, doctor. But before you tell me the number and before you tell me the buyer, why don't you tell me how many bidders you had? And he said, well, it's just these guys. My buddies joined them. And I've been to Tennessee and drank whiskey with their CEO. And I really like these folks. And I, I really want to go with them. I said, all right. I'll get you at least $5 million more or you can pay me nothing and I'll handle all the agony of closing this transaction for you. He said, you don't even know what the number is. How can you say that? I said, because your practice would have had 11 qualified bidders to choose from and whatever your offer is, I promise you it's not enough. So he said, all right, the, the partner is XYZ and the bid is $19 million. Do you really think you can get $5 million more than that? And I said, no, I'm going to change my offer. I'll get you $10 million more than that. He's like, you're crazy. You don't know who the bidder is, and what makes you think you can get $10 million more? So, Because I've sold multiple practices like yours in your neighborhood, and I know what the values are. So he agreed, and we agreed that we would get him at least $29 million net of our fee, or he could pay us nothing. And so we went out and we had 11 qualified bidders for him. The high bidder was at 43.5 million. He went with the under bidder at a mere 42.5 million, 23.5 million more than the offer he was about to sign. And he was a pretty happy guy. But what was most interesting about that story was the original bidder at 19, once I called up the CEO of the group and said, you're embarrassing yourself, do you want to raise your bid? They said, okay, you caught us, we were trying to steal it. They raise their bid in one phone call from $19 million to $30 million. And that is the reason why doctors should not attempt these transactions by themselves. You don't know who would be interested in your practice and at what value unless you go through a properly advised bidding process. Or in a, a typical process, you'll have at least six qualified bidders to choose from. Now, that's not only important because it drives up values. It's important because you want to choose the group that you can live with for the next 5, 10, or 20 years because this is not a one-night stand where you get a check and walk out the next day. This is a long-term marriage, and it's important not just to achieve a high value, but also to choose a partner in which you're going to be comfortable and share the same vision, values, and goals for the years to come. Let's talk about the importance of finding timely and relevant
1: bidders. What are the takeaways? doctors about connecting with the right bidders at the right time for their practice.
0: The invisible DSOs uh, are changing every day. There are hundreds across the country, some more qualified, some not qualified. And it's important that you understand where a potential bidder could come from uh, because they're not necessarily local. The highest values that we achieve are for invisible DSOs that are interested in in entering a new geography, not just expanding their footprint where you are, but coming to the state or the region because you're there. And when we can do that, we get higher values for our practices. So having an intimate knowledge of the goals and the timing of the various invisible DSOs across the country is very valuable to achieving high values. And that's not something a doctor can do by himself. Beyond the bottom line
1: dollar value they offer for your practice, what are the other key variables to consider when comparing
0: IDSOs? You know, every invisible DSO is different. They operate a little bit differently. All of them will offer full autonomy and a broad range of support services, but some are better than others. Today, the groups that have strong recruiting departments are very popular with our clients because pretty much everybody's having recruiting issues. In ortho, for example, ortho has become a business that requires direct-to-consumer marketing, and some of the invisible DSOs have mastered direct-to-consumer marketing and are driving up the production at their partnered ortho practices by 10, 15, 20, and sometimes even 30% in the first year after closing. So every one of them is different, and it's important that you understand which one is the right fit for you, not just with the services they provide, but with their culture. Why is the complexity of transaction structure a key reason to not go it alone? You know, ultimately, one of the reasons that doctors are very eager to enter into invisible DSO partnerships, especially younger doctors, in that these transactions, the doctors are retaining ownership. And a big part of the consideration that you're receiving, not only upfront, but long term, is that retained ownership position and how you exit it and how it's structured. And so ultimately, that is how you potentially create generational wealth with the right partner and how you structure that equity ownership and who your partner is and what the potential upside in that equity is absolutely critical that you understand how it's structured, why it's structured the way it is, and where you stand relative to the other doctors in the group and the investors. What is there to say about employee agreement that might go unnoticed? How you structure the employment agreements uh, and their ability to terminate you, the uh, non-compete radius that you may have, the duration of the agreement, the number of days worked per year, are all critical pieces of any structure. And doctors need to understand the minutiae because one or two words can change the whole meaning of an employment agreement.
1: When doctors are thinking about their current and future associates, what should they understand about their ability or potential inability to get them ownership in an
0: IDSO. Today, a doctor's existing and future associate recruits uh, are one of the most valuable assets in your practice. And it's important that you choose an invisible DSO that's going to create a path to partnership for those doctors, not only the associates you have today, but the associates that you will need to recruit in in the future for growth or to replace you. And so we are always eager to guide our doctors to the invisible DSOs that will create a path to ownership for current and future associates. We think it's a really important element of any partnership. And now, quality of earnings. If a doctor doesn't know what that even means, why is that a major red flag for negotiating an IDSO on their own? Yeah, one of the most treacherous pieces of any invisible DSO transaction is a process called the quality of earnings. The quality of earnings is a fancy term for an audit of your practice. And this is where the invisible DSO will hire an outside accounting firm to go through all of your numbers and functionally underwrite the transaction. And in that process, doctors who are representing themselves have no idea what a quality of earnings is or how it can impact the value of your practice. Because the way these transactions work is you're going to sign a letter of intent with your potential partner and that letter of intent will say the ultimate value will be dictated by the quality of earnings report issued by our independent accountants. And in that quality of earnings report, that's where they're going to go through and allow you or not allow you to add back all of those personal expenses that might have slipped into your practice for tax reasons. And it can be multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars that the Quality of Earnings guys will not allow you to get the benefit of. And so you are potentially going to get a, uh, a new offer at the end of the Quality of Earnings process that's going to be substantially lower than the letter of intent that you signed initially. And so in our process, we are actively involved in negotiating the outcome of the Quality of Earnings or the audit And that results in higher net values for our doctors at the end of the transaction. Part of the complexity of transaction structure includes tax allocation.
1: Now, talk to me about how there's millions of dollars at stake.
0: Tax allocation is always an interesting discussion between LPS and the various invisible DSOs that we partner our clients with because it's very brief. The invisible DSOs want higher value on the tangible assets and you, the doctor, want more on the goodwill because the tax rate differential between the two categories is 17%. So oftentimes the doctors who really don't understand tax allocation and neither do their CPAs end up where they do a 50-50 transaction. Let's split the baby. We'll do 50% in goodwill and 50% in tangible assets and the doctor acquiesces to that And functionally, he is raising his tax rate by 17% on 50% of the value of his transaction. In big transactions, it can be millions of dollars of additional taxes that the doctor's going to have to pay that he didn't have to. When LPS is negotiating your tax allocation negotiation, we win because we have a defined formula that the invisible DSOs have bought off on that results in the highest value for the doctors, meaning the highest amount of goodwill. What is there to keep in mind about lease terms that someone doing it on their own may not appreciate? Many of the LPS clients are also the owners of the real estate in which their practice operates. and That is a substantial asset. And you want the ability to ensure that you're either A, going to collect rent from a AAA credit tenant for the next 15 years, or B, you want to ensure that the lease that you have structured as a part of an invisible DSO partnership is structured such that you can still liquidate that building anytime you want because there are dozens of real estate investment trusts out there eager to partner or eager to buy a doctor's practice real estate. And how you negotiate that lease with the invisible DSO will dictate the ultimate value when you go to sell that practice. And some of the leases that we've seen that doctors have negotiated on their own functionally have made their building unsellable until the term of the lease with the Invisible DSO is up 15 years from now. And that is a trap that you want to avoid. And lastly
1: today, a doctor's equity exit strategy. What's there to consider when
0: considering your way out? One of the most important pieces to understand in an Invisible DSO partnership is how is the equity valued that you are receiving in either your practice or the parent and what is your ultimate exit of that equity? How do you get out of it when you're ready to retire or ready to cash in your chips? Um, So it's important to understand how the equity is structured and what the exit mechanism is. And you really want to ensure that you have an exit mechanism that's tied to something real and rational. I think we brought to light today, Chip, a lot
1: of the hidden complexity around DIYing your IDSO partnership. So with all that in mind, what's the number one takeaway you want our listeners to have today?
0: As we've discussed in this episode, we obviously, and we are prejudiced, of course, believe that you should have a specialist advisor for what will probably be the most important transaction in your career. And trying to do it yourself is like trying to do your own root canal. It's important that you look at and consider multiple qualified bidders, not just for the higher value, but for the fact that you want to pick the group that you're going to be happy with for the next 5, 10, or 20 years. And a specialist advisor will more than earn their fee because they're going to bring you multiple bidders that will drive up the value of your practice, both short and long-term, and will guide you to choose the partner that's the right fit for you. So if you're smart, don't try and do it yourself. Thanks for listening to Practice Partnership, Monetizing Your Dental Practice, a podcast from Large Practice Sales. Large Practice Sales is the largest advisor to GPs and specialists of all kinds, seeking to monetize all or part of their practice. The key for doctors to maximize your practice value is choosing the right advisor and the right IDSO partner. At LPS, we guide our clients towards partnerships with IDSOs that not only reduce administrative headaches, but give you the resources to grow your practice bigger, better, faster, and more profitably. And best of all, with the right IDSO partner, you can create generational wealth. If you're interested in learning the potential value of your practice in an IDSO partnership, visit our website at largepracticesales.com or you can email us at podcast at largepracticesales.com. Follow this podcast for more tips you won't find anywhere else on how to monetize your dental practice at the maximum value. Learn from LPS, which completed over 600 million in IDSO partnerships in 2022.